Do 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 do. Welcome back to Caught Monologuing. I'm Ryan Kunzer. I'm Errol Koenig. And we also have two guests today. To my left, we have uh, other Harry Potter uh, aficionado and expert and uh, writer who we've brought in to be our uh, our expert witness here as we try the try a uh, Grindelwald for his crimes. Hi, it's Esther. Yes, and to my right, as uh, someone who needs no introduction, um, so I'm not going to give him one. Uh, it's Alex. <laughs> He's been on the podcast a bunch. Yeah, you know. Him. I have I have nothing important to my name at this point, so uh, it's mm-hmm. an apt description. As always, my views are pure, purely my own and do not reflect any corporate or anything else that I work for. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> <laughs> so smooth. Yes. It's definitely the legalese that I needed to insert there. Yeah. Also, uh, other things that I should probably say: uh, the past two episodes um, have been uh, explicit in our rating, uh, and we mentioned that in the notes, uh, but we didn't talk about it in the actual podcast, uh, mainly because I'm too lazy to edit out the uh, curse words. Um, but also because I feel like you know we're we're adults. We're not we're not in school anymore, so we can we can talk freely uh, about things. Uh, so going forward, uh, at, we we are going to. Uh, maybe not use excessive amounts of curse words and maybe for episodes about things that are, you know, more PG, we're going to keep our content to PG, but for things PG 13 and above, we're going to go crazy with, is this PG 13? PG. I don't know. This was PG 13. PG 13. All right. So yeah, so this is PG 13. We're, we're, we're going to be dropping F bombs probably. Um, yeah. Screw I'll... you mom. I'll do what I want. <laughs> mom. I love you. <laughs> thanks for listening <laughs> oh yeah it was pg-13 that's wild mm-hmm. it's probably all, right. all the drownings oh yeah that's true yeah the destruction of viewers oh yeah streams. spoiler alert i guess yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, guess I guess if you're here uh-huh. it's your honest, i don't remember someone drowning very first scene very first scene very yeah. first yeah. and like thirty seventh and like a hundred and whatever and oh. also the seven thousandth. Oh yeah, yeah. So we're we're, we're talking. That if was it a wasn't joke clear. because the movie was so goddamn long. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to our thoughts about it. We'll get to our thoughts about Harry Potter or not Harry Potter, the Fantastic Beasts, the Crimes of Grind. It's a clunky title, Fantastic Beasts, the Crimes of Grindelwald. That's what we were talking about. Is that the official title? Yeah. 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 It's, oh, it's, even the titles. They realized the clunky. beasts just weren't going to sell the movie. Apparently. Yeah. That's ironic because I found the beasts the most fun part of the movie. Same. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, that was uh, uh, that's the movie we're talking about. Um. But first, before we uh, get into our thoughts uh, and opinions about that, uh, we are going to uh, talk all about uh, I guess how we got into the Harry Potter universe because that's this is a Harry Potter movie. Uh, basically, and uh, we'll talk about uh, the first one a little bit and all of our thoughts and opinions about that. So, yes. all right. I know several of us have time. long storied histories with Harry Potter, so we're going to try and limit each of our backstories to 30 seconds. You're all mm-hmm. on the clock. Uh, Ryan has a timer, it's very official. Yes. Who wants to go first? The challenge has been issued. I think it has to be Ryan as the longest and most storied background, I would bet. <laughs> I think that's fair. Ryan, you're on okay. the clock. All right. Your time starts so now. I don't well, actually know. I'm not controlling ago. the timer. Anyway, so, so 
I've been a Harry Potter fan for basically as long as I can remember. Two uh, years. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but mostly I uh, I love the books. I'm not a fan basically of any of the movies really. And I know the books extremely well thanks to listening to the audiobooks a lot. So we will uh, see how how these movies fare compared to the books. And just so the listeners know, that was 33 seconds. He cheated. He can take my time. I've got about only two seconds worth of Harry Potter <laughs> background. Well, okay, Alex, you want to go next? I read the books. I saw the movies. I thought they were meh. That was, in fact, two seconds. There you yes. go. <laughs> okay, I, I will go next because mine is also relatively quick. Ryan, tell me when I'm on the clock. Ready, set, go. Okay, so years and years ago when I was little, my stepdad used to read me Harry Potter. Uh, you know, when I was little, uh, he read the first book. He got through about six chapters. Uh, I got bored. I left. My little si- or my uh, twin sister kept on listening. I decided to watch TV and or play video games. Uh, years later, uh, my roommate choice. in college, uh, Ryan, uh, forced me to join the Quidditch team. Uh, or by forced, I mean I forced him to force me to join the Quidditch team because I needed uh, sports uh, and uh, I have one second left, and I'm going to end there now. <laughs> I also have watched Close the movies. Yeah. yeah, I watched the movies, and again, uh, also, yeah. man, don't have a thing. Whatever. Okay. Went over too. It was a, lo- a longer way of saying what I said. Well, you showed seconds. me the clock, and I panic. You show- <laughs> That's what happens when you show me clocks. I panic. Panics make me very worried. <laughs> panics, panics make you, make you very panics worried. Make me worried. You know what? I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be a fun pod. All right, Esther. Esther, ready, set, go. Okay, so much like Errol, my parents read me Harry Potter when I was a kid before I really knew how to read because my brother was older, so they would do things for him, and then I would just get in on it. But I don't know. I really liked Harry Potter. It was great. And then as I got older, I didn't like it quite as much, mostly from a writing perspective. So there, I have a lot of mixed feelings about the series. And I'm done. And I was short, too. <laughs> Well, oh, but also you use less time. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> jokes. I'm bigger than you emotionally. That's, that, <laughs> that's why people listen to this podcast for people making height <laughs> jokes about people they can't actually see. <laughs> Podcasting. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So now that we kind of understand where we're coming from when we approach the Harry Potter franchise, or as it is now collectively known wizarding world oh yeah that's oh that's, that's oh that's what that is i thought that was like a publishing house or something that opened the movies there you go like the little anyways it's like the harry potter company yeah, yeah. like how there's so the disney right company it's the harry potter company yeah yeah but they call it the wizarding world because they feel high and mighty about themselves because they're oh i thought it was just to sell more tickets for the wizarding world well, disney you know, orlando like it's a multifaceted approach mm-hmm. yeah you know you gotta you gotta you gotta Put your eggs in multiple baskets. That's not how that expression works. <laughs> Anyways, we're going to move on. <laughs> However, I do like eggs. So, you know what? It's a win. <laughs> All right. Cop so. monologuing turns into, we critique eggs. <laughs> <laughs> I think right. we should do that episode, though. Actually. We should. Okay. Let's, let's not. Let's it'll not be, turn into it'll a be show. Excellent. Okay, that was about the worth about the amount of laughter that I expected. All right. <laughs> Alex, you want a 30-second timeout. You're not allowed to speak. Ryan, continue. Okay. So as since the first movie in this uh, 
when this series, I guess, came out mm-hmm. before the pod, pre-pod, yes. if one PP. will. Yeah. Then, you know, we didn't get to talk about it. So, mm-hmm. quick couple minutes here, discussion. What did you guys think of the first movie and how they kind of kicked off this franchise? Yeah, Esther, do you want to go first? Because you were last in the last thing. Sure. So I watched it last night, so I would be prepared. And also because I didn't watch it until last night. But I had mixed feelings. Like, there are parts of the movies that I honestly really enjoyed. And I especially loved pretty much every scene with the different beasts in it. I thought those were very, very well done. Mm-hmm. I tended to dislike the bigger picture things, like the Obscurus, because I felt like it wasn't really developed well, and I didn't really get a sense of the magical world in America. I kind of felt like that was just peppered over to get to the big flashy stuff. Like, honestly, mm-hmm. I couldn't really tell you who most of the important players in the American like magical ministry was, aside from the president and that one guy that ended up being Grindelwald. Spoilers. Other than that, all the faces just kind of blurred together. Other than Tina, but she wasn't really a big player at that point since they kicked her out. Mm-hmm. So I wanted more of the movie to be like the Beast movie. I wanted the movie to be like what it, the title was, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Like I was really into just Newt accidentally unleashing a huge amount of beasts. And I honestly yes. kind of thought the movie was going to be uh, the entire movie be him trying to get them back and i was very and, disappointed that it wasn't and you were curious as where those beasts were so you could on your own time find them exactly. uh, but they weren't super helpful with that all right so alex your thoughts yeah um i uh, okay i'm gonna i'm gonna toss something out that i think a lot of people are gonna disagree with um but i actually fantastic no. beasts is haha um <laughs> it, it was actually thus far to date my favorite harry potter movie um, I, I never really, yeah, I never really had a very strong connection or affinity to the originals. Um, I think, uh, you know, for, 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 you know, them, they were very good, uh, mind you. It's not that I'm saying they're bad movies, but, um, well, everything before three. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, so, but so uh, like, I think yeah. I think what's to get to the point of the wizarding world a little bit there um, that Esther mentioned is what was nice about the first movies is they took this person that had never been part of the wizarding world and then brought them into it so they could use you know J.K. Rowling could use Harry as a vehicle to explore also the wizarding world and like all the crazy things inside of it like the alley uh, or the joke shop or the bank or the all these crazy you know sort of things whereas I feel like the challenge with um, Fantastic Beasts was they don't really have quite as much that vehicle to explore the Wizarding World um, as they do in the first one, but I still think they could have done more of it. Like I think they could have totally used the fact that Newt is new to America uh, to really you know have fun and explore America, the American Wizarding scene. Um, but that said, uh, I think the beasts in the first one in the Fantastic Beasts totally redeem the movie and make it fun and enjoyable and like a a movie that I would watch a second time. I don't think I'd watch it a third time or a fourth time, but I watch it a second time on like TV or something. Hmm. Um, whereas I don't think I would want to watch the originals a second time. Nice. Personally, okay. Carol, what do you think? Uh, so I, again, like Alex, I don't have a super strong connection to the original Harry Potter movies. I mean, I saw them, uh, I think most of them in theaters. Uh, I enjoyed them. I've seen a couple of them a couple times. Um, they're fine. Yeah, I like the characters. You know, all good. Uh, as I mentioned before, but 
uh, for Fantastic Beasts, I thought it was okay. Um, I thought, okay story. It was a decent, okay standalone movie. The characters were fine. Um, I loved the twist that it was Johnny Depp at the end. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, everyone didn't like it at the time because uh, it was, you know, it went from like a character to like, oh, that's Johnny Depp. I kind of took them out of the movie. I loved it because I wasn't necessarily in the movie to begin with. And I was like, oh, that's Johnny Depp. That's dope. Uh, and then news about Johnny Depp came out. I was like, oh, maybe not Johnny Depp. <laughs> maybe, maybe I don't like him. Uh, so that was my thoughts about it. And also the thing that I hated the most about the first Fantastic Beast movie uh, was mm-hmm. that it didn't know when it was ending. Uh, it's mm-hmm. you know It was written by J.K. Rowling, who is a, a really good author for books. Um, I wouldn't say the same for movies because like books, you have time to end each arc and like go into depth and fantastic beasts and where to find them she had like four different endings that just it felt long and dragged in i was like just can, the movie's over can we just hmm. stop and get to the next one uh which that was my biggest complaint with it um and the thing i remember the most honestly i don't remember that much about the first movie which might have uh, impacted a little bit of my thoughts about the second one just because my knowledge uh wasn't as deep as it should have been but yeah, yeah. so ryan you know, I the first time I watched it, I was much more like annoyed mm-hmm. than I was the second time I watched it. Um, I'm yeah. not really sure what happened between then and now, other than my taste in movies changed or something. Mm-hmm. But I totally agree with something Esther said to me earlier, which is that this would be, or the Fantastic Beasts franchise would be a great TV show. Mm. Uh, you know, in especially for fantastic beasts and where to find them the first movie mm-hmm. was you know, would have been a very good uh like animal of the week kind of show yes, I, I oh, the major over yeah. the entire season yeah like I, alex was I, saying I like about newt uh exploring the american magical world uh you know him slowly making his way to arizona to release the bird or whatever would have been a very good show uh and kind of spoilers to how we feel about the second movie esther also said something uh i so this is me coming from a writer's perspective and i will disclaimer this that i'm still very new at writing and i'm learning a lot just from the media that i like watch and read and things like that but i feel like the type of writing that jay Cower does doesn't lend itself to what scripts or screenplays need to do and i feel like mm-hmm everything was so rushed that a lot of the problems that I had in the two movies as total could probably be fixed just by giving it the time to draw itself out and kind of simmer a little bit. Mm -hmm. But I can go more into that when we actually talk about the second movie. Yeah. Yeah. I would say I definitely, I definitely feel those points for the second movie more than I do the first. I think that what was nice about the first one is that um, it definitely, for me at least, didn't feel like it definitely didn't feel like a movie where they were trying to just throw out a ton of exposition and just like let it and like just throw it out as like every 10 seconds right like that was a little bit my i know we're sort of bleeding into the second one like a little too, but sort of as a point of comparison that was a little bit my frustration with with that was it was like every 10 seconds exposition, yeah exposition, exposition, exposition and like that works very well for a book right but but that's by contrast where i feel like the first one's shown a little bit where you have these sort of like fun weird characters uh mm-hmm. that that just get sort of pulled into this uh 
uh, this this whole thing. Like the introduction of a Muggle character, I think was probably by far one of my favorite mo- favorite moments in in a uh, in a Harry Potter universe. Also, to get back to the point of having a vehicle to explore the magical universe with, that yeah. would have been a perfect one. But yeah, but oh well. Oh well. <laughs> We, like we got comic relief instead. The whole movie yeah. was like, I spent the entire thing points where I kept going like, oh, that would be a great idea. Just follow this idea that you started to do. And then they would just like drop whatever like beginning mm-hmm. plot line they would have and just kind of go in a different direction. I'd be like, but you've set up so many different things that could be amazing. And yet, why isn't Did that what the movie's about? Yeah, I mean, the, the, the Chekhov's gun principle, like if you have a gun in the mm-hmm. first act, you better use it in the third. Mm-hmm. And... They, mm-hmm. you know, they apparently don't, you know, they're against, you know, gun use. Uh, the J.K. Rowling is very vocal about that, which might, which might explain it. I don't think she fully understands the principle of Chekhov's gun, but, you know. She's against Russians and guns. You know, besides <laughs> the point. <laughs> Much like most of America. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I think we we have talked uh, enough about the first one. We've definitely been bleeding into the second one, which yeah. is why was, let's just switch over to our opinions about the second one. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, so we kind of got a, a taste of what Ryan or what uh, Esther and Alex thought. Ryan. Yeah. What, what are your I takes? Mean, high level like opinions. I enjoyed this movie more than I thought I was going to. Hmm. A lot more like funny moments than. Like from the trailers, I thought it was going to, which I enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there were there was much frustration with some of the plot decisions uh, yeah. that I'm sure we will get into, but there are some that I enjoyed. Uh, you know, I agree with Alex in that this felt very exposition heavy. Like they're mm-hmm. really leaning on this movie to set up the rest of the franchise, uh, oh. and maybe that should have been spread out a little better between the first two movies. I don't know. But it was not a great movie, but I didn't hate it. So, hmm. Errol, what do you think? Uh, well, so kind of going off what Esther and Alex were, was, was saying about about the movie uh, and how it's, you know, it would have been better as a book or J.K. Rowling wasn't, you know, the right choice mm-hmm. or whatever to write it. This movie is why I hate books. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, like I, you know, I, books are you know, they're really good at having a lot of exposition that kind of connects the story arc from beginning to end. But for me, with my ADD, sometimes with books that are overly reliant on exposition, I get bored, or you know, I can't you know keep up as easily as if it were, you know, yeah, uh, you know, a movie that's quicker. This movie was all just the exposition without any of the story. So mm-hmm. I was just, that's bad. And also, I think this is something else that I said. Uh, I've told Alex earlier, I am I am violently apathetic towards everything <laughs> and everyone in this movie. Not about the movie itself, but every single choice they made, every single character, I didn't give two shits about what, what they did. Oh, I completely feel that. Like, one of the yeah. first things that I think I said as soon as, like, the end credits rolled is I, like, turned mm-hmm. around and I said, like, women are props in this movie. So how am I supposed to care about anything that they're doing True. when they don't really have their own arc or whatever arc that they, like, get in on that you start getting interested in automatically kind of becomes subverted as they get tied into supporting another man? That like, is true. Did that's, we that's really spend any shit. time with 
Tina and her development at all. Yeah, like, no, her, her character was ridiculously underdeveloped. And her sister's character, absolutely mm-hmm. complete character change mm-hmm. in between movies. And it'd be one thing mm-hmm. if, once again, in terms of it being rushed, we saw maybe a movie in between where she started, you know, getting slightly more fanatical or more desperate or something so that we go, oh, yeah, maybe that's why she and Sorcelton. But to have them go from, like, the beginning of what might be a great relationship yeah. to all of a sudden she's enchanting him to make him do something against his will in this incredibly rapey way but we're supposed to feel sorry for her but it's totally Mm -hmm. okay because she had great motivations that we don't understand because we haven't seen them yeah i i am 100 percent with you there also just throwing this out there the whole arc with um i forget the dude's name the 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 not wizard guy muggle guy yeah oh no yeah yeah um the j yeah him uh a lot he... of biblical names, by the way, in this movie. Yeah. Just sort yeah. of interesting. Yeah. Well, magic, Jesus, same thing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's because no, they're but... all white. Yeah. D- D- Dumbledore is Jesus? <laughs> well, he did, he, he did disappear and come back with the whole one of the books, I think, maybe. Doesn't matter. I think um, you're reading a different book. Uh. No, no, but at, at the end of the first movie, uh, you know, one of the scenes, or one of the multiple endings that I mean, I thought each of the endings of the first movie was fine. It was just a lot of them. But one of the endings was that he got his memory erased. And that mm-hmm. he wouldn't be able to remember anything that just happened. And this movie starts off saying, hey, he didn't actually forget anything. And that whole thing, that whole, it, yeah. you know, moving scene at the end of the movie, it, like, turns out to actually not mean anything. Yeah. It devalues the first with... movie and this movie. At this, it's just, ugh, yucky. Yeah. Same thing with Credence's death in at the end of the first movie to... Mm-hmm. Just casually, like, no, he survived. It's fine. Don't, yeah. don't ask questions. The, the casual retcon of like the last twenty minutes of the first movie was a little annoying. I have to admit. Yeah. Um, I, I, you know what? This movie would have really benefited from, and I, and I know this is not a tactic that people think is actually good, but I think it's not bad. And I think it would really help this movie was the Star Wars scroll. Like this, <laughs> you know, like at the beginning where they scroll for like five paragraphs, right? And you you mm-hmm. got like you got some time to build like stand up a story and like build the world, and then the whole idea is that. Once you've got that, you can just take a slice, right? You can take a, just like a, a total vertical slice of the story and run with it for like two hours. Yeah. Whereas I think in this movie, it was like, oh, let's make a movie that is like that five paragraphs and also the story. And I think that hurt the movie a lot. I, I, I hear what you're saying. I'm also going to add, I thought this movie, instead of needing a scroll, I thought it should have been a scroll. Yeah, <laughs> it's it, it it all of this exposition could have just been like kind of explained in like a scroll before oh, the, the next. I, or I think I, a lot of it, maybe I, some of the stuff I, like the like the Dumbledore reveal or the yeah. I think I think parts of this movie but, really did need to be explored a little bit more though. Like I really think her sister, like the sisters, yeah. like um, the sisters' uh, switch essentially uh, should have been explored a lot more. Yeah, well, it's there, so there, there was stuff that they it, that they should have done more. It would have been such a the, fascinating thing to explore. Like her the, psychotic, like her psychic breakdown whole that whole thing was just like very glossed yeah. over. No, I, I, and I it agree. didn't necessarily make sense because how did she go from never seeming to have a problem with being surrounded by people's thoughts and like saying in the first movie that she has trouble reading the thoughts of non-Americans because mm-hmm. of the accent, then all of a sudden in a foreign country being completely overwhelmed by everyone's thoughts. Mm-hmm. Like, if that was a breakdown because of what's going on in her life, like, I wanted to see that. Like, I wanted to see that control mm-hmm. break not all of a sudden kind of seem to go against the rules that they've already set. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I, I think that kind of goes with my, my point in kind of 
even though I know that technically takes place before the movie, um, the, what the scroll does in Star Wars is it pushes forward the main overarching story with uh, while letting the characters still be able to develop. The movies are about the characters developing within the world mm. and the stories kind of happening around them, versus this movie was all about the story happening around them and the characters didn't develop at all. Yeah, and I, I think you know the scroll with helping with all that exposition for the world building and stuff, which is, I guess, kind of cool. It just wasn't handled well. I would have liked if all of that was done less and actually go into the characters more. Would have been. I, I think I would lightly disagree with that. I would say that I think uh, I think the characters developed mm-hmm. in this movie, but I don't think our relationship with them did. Ah, uh, how did they develop? Like, I, I don't think characters I, definitely I feel... have changed. I don't think any character has changed. How did? How has the main character Newt changed? How? At the end, uh, it was kind of a subtle thing. He and hugs. They did this in the first one too that Esther pointed out to me. Like in the first movie, he's mm-hmm. very clearly uh, like not making eye contact contact with anybody. Uh, and then oh. at the end, he's having saying his goodbye with, to Tina, and they like make eye contact and have this moment. And then, kind of similarly in this movie. Uh, mm-hmm. He Newt and his brother, you know, they set up their contentious relationship very well and right. you know, go into that. Uh, uh, but then, yeah, you know, at the end, that that, like, that he is specifically fair. doesn't hug his brother, and then at the end, he does. Yeah, you know? that I get that. Mm-hmm. I I think for the main character of a story, the fact that he's a little bit closer to his minor character brother, I don't think is I enough. Mean, yes, I I, I I think all all these characters maybe grow has have grown a little bit, but not enough to warrant a movie. A movie I, should be the most important moments of these characters' lives, and with the exception of maybe Credence learning that his brother is Dumbledore, uh, you know, mm-hmm. I don't think anyone. This, is, this isn't the most important part of the story. I feel like a main problem with this movie, mm-hmm. which I know Ryan disagrees with, but I feel like the problem with this movie is the same as it was for the first one, just in a different way. That it's multiple movies that they tried to shove into one two-hour time frame. And that even though tonally everything that happened is the same, like Credence's story of looking for his parents or like his heritage feels like an entirely different movie than like Newt getting pulled into looking for Credence or going after Tina, which feels like a different movie somewhat from what's going on with Grindelwald. And it's a better paired than it was in the last movie where you could see that the Credence stuff just completely tonally didn't even fit with what was going on with the Fantastic Beast storyline. But I Mm -hmm. feel like a lot of the problem is all of these characters that are supposed to be these main important characters that we follow and focus on that were set up in the first movie is Credence being maybe the number one bad guy and we have Newt that's supposed to be the total protagonist. And I think in the second movie, a big problem was all of these characters that we came to love and see as like the people that are taking us through this new world all kind of became minor characters. Yeah, I don't think like there was Dumbledore a main character in the story. A much bigger one. Grindelwald became the main villain. I would say Credence was maybe on screen for 15, 20 minutes, which yeah. is just a deep relegation. We saw him use his power like once through the entire thing, and we saw there was almost no impact. Like no one died. Mm-hmm. All of the terrible like breakers that happened kind of righted itself. Like Nagini was fine. So it just automatically takes him from being the most badass character we see to being very weak. Which, on the one hand, makes Grindelwald seem stronger, but you shouldn't need that to make your main villain seem stronger. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've got to say, I, as Credence as a character, and even this one in the first one, too, I just, not only as a character does he confuse me, but as, like, a, a choice in world building, it feels awkward to me. Like, um, 
like a, 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 a what I forget now the name of what he's called or whatever a thing Obscurial. Uh, that thing like the whole bit about uh, obscurials are wizards that that uh, that like get turned to these dark malevolent forces that when they grow up in the absence of love like, it just feels it just feels odd like as a like nothing else that we've seen in the wizarding world is has ties magic that strongly to uh, emotional kinship and i it just it feels it just feels sort of disconnected to me like harry for example grew up in a very unloving home right and he didn't turn yes. into a obscurus so like no uh, i feel like he got close though i don't know I, I yeah one of the like big themes in harry potter especially for dumbledore is like the power of love and you know mm-hmm. like love as a motivating factor which you know in the original series was snape's motivation it was uh you know a bunch of people's like tonks and lupin and everybody's motivations uh parent parental love things like that uh you know and harry's mother sacrificing him herself for him serious uh, yeah, yeah exactly and those that you know motivation through love is i think something that came across through here especially with queenie uh you know going over to grindelwald because she wants to be able to to love jacob you know mm-hmm. out in the open and stuff so you know i i agree that like you know the obscurious thing you know felt a little weird but i think that what harry was experiencing at the hands of the dursleys is different from what uh credence was experiencing at the hands of the second salem or woman I would say the reason why it probably feels weird is because Credence is a Mary Sue or a Marty Sue or however you want to use the term, and that mm-hmm. all main characters, in a way, are a little bit of a Mary or Marty Sue because they have to be special, usually, for someone to follow them. At least that's the trend that like media these days have taken, mm-hmm. is that whoever your main character is is the most special person for whatever reason or, like, something. The problem with Credence mm-hmm. is he's supposedly the only obscurist to ever be older than like 10 but we don't know why we don't know why he's because he's a Dumbledore long. we don't know why his like power has like come so far we don't yeah. know like what has kept him from acting out in this big way before because it seems that it's all of a sudden he's killing everybody and you would think that this power would have manifested far younger mm-hmm. with devastating consequences around him like why didn't he kill his mother before just by accidentally lashing out yeah they yeah deposited this character that they went this is then probably going to be the most powerful person ever and then really didn't show like how he got that way or give us a reason to care about him yeah that's true i don't know yeah i don't know i it's i just i think it just i don't know the character in general just sort of feels like an awkward addition um also totally in the movie yeah also total nitpick this is a total side thing but it drove me totally nuts why do we not say the names of the spells anymore? They do sometimes. Barely. Like I heard one. Yeah. yeah. The Avada Kedavra and the la- why was yeah, that was silent? Also, also beep, can I just beep, can I posit something beep, that I wizarding gun? Beep, I know that the whole reason why they're doing the whole like accidentally kills this girl out of fear 
thing is reminiscent of a lot of times where battles have started because one soldier freaks out and shoots someone else. But magic mm-hmm. does not like that. And there's tons of unarming or petrifying spells that this guy could have done. Why did he all of a sudden go for the killing curse? We don't even yeah. know this dude. And it's some like young girl who like looks like she might grab him and he's all of a sudden going to kill her. That didn't seem like a kind of right uh, step. And there think- was no there wasn't anything kind of lead up wise like you knew it was going to yeah. happen because that's what happens with guns in american media and guns in american history yeah. I was about magic to say. and guns aren't the same <laughs> thing and it goes against a lot of the rules that we've seen because this isn't an american society this at least at this time we're in paris there's a ton of brits there this isn't america anymore i feel like yeah. they could have pulled it off if it was you know happening in new york or wherever else in america well, I, I, someone I, I, does I feel that. i feel like jk rowling she like is so politically active she was making this movie. It's like, you know what? I can, here's a place where I can throw in, like, I can actually make a stamp. I can, like, show yeah. my thoughts and opinions <laughs> about this. Which, again, I'm totally on board, except because she did it, like, kind of in a throwaway way. Like, she did it just in a small part of the movie, kind of as a throwaway. It doesn't make it as, it doesn't make it impactful. It makes it seem like it's kind of simplifying the whole the, the whole issue which you know yeah. makes it you know less it, it diminishes the main issue and also diminishes mm-hmm. how it actually impact, impacts the movie so it's you know yeah i appreciate what she's doing just i when you're taking on an issue you know like gun control and putting it in a movie by all means do it but like make sure you treat it with the time that it, it has an impact that like if that's a thing that happens with like you know the police officer or whatever the name of the magic people from america or whatever yeah when they you know shoot uh whoever with their wands you shoot people with wands right um <laughs> yeah like, yeah pew pew noises right when that happens honestly until you mentioned that i didn't fully put it together that, that was an allegory for like gun control uh, until it was just mentioned now. Really? Oh, I thought that was a super heavy-handed. As like, soon as I saw that, I was like, how many battles have started because the one soldier got scared and shot first, and that's how a lot of people died. Yeah, no, I mean, like, the thing is, like, I, it might just be because, like I mentioned, I was just, I was so apathetic towards everything that happened in the movie that when it happened, I didn't have, mm. I, I didn't, mm-hmm. I just, I, I just wanted the movie to end. So, you <laughs> yeah. know, it's, uh, I, it, it might be because of that that it just kind of went over my head. I just thought, like, I kind of got it, but because like I, I didn't fully make the connection to gun gun control and all that, that it feels now it feels like super heavy handed. But because of how it was handled in the movie, uh, it didn't have a big enough impact for it to actually make a stand against something, which is why I don't think I noticed it. Because I also feel like a lot of times I don't notice those kind of stands in movies because I'm oblivious to a it's lot of things. It also just feels totally like the wrong the wrong place and the wrong um, movie point, too. Because the whole point that Grindelwald was making was, like, essentially to tell his followers, hey, look, we're not the ones that are killing people. Yeah, we can stop, we're the, the, we can stop the Holocaust. Right, like, we're the, we're that's, the he, good that's people. That's a thing that happened. He said, I can stop no, World War II, I, I can yes. stop the Holocaust. Um, yeah. But, yeah. but I think that's why it feels really weird out of place to, like, make that to make that statement, but then mm-hmm. subvert, then not subvert, then swap the two sides, right? Like, um, it, it, like, because, it, you know, at least culturally right now, right? There's this moment where sort of, uh, for better or for worse, a lot of law enforcement is, um, is not really held up to the same sort of uh, heroic standards that everybody sort of 
had originally like you know 40 whatever years ago where everybody was like they're you know the par the paragon of public service right um and i think that by by doing this you know by contrast right there's this moment also in, in american culture i think where the anti the anti to that the the protester the, the 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 you know the person against it you know in the streets protesting it you know is viewed as like the the um the good person at least mm-hmm. Let's say, let's generally say, by the people that probably are watching these movies and attending these things, um, yeah. and so it felt really weird to have Grindelwald be the protesting protester side uh, in this encounter, or like the 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 victim side in this encounter, um, mm-hmm. and so it just it felt really weird. Like I couldn't tell if this was like a weird setup into Grindelwald's actually the correct person, or if this is like a yeah, I just I don't know. It, I think it, it felt really weird to me. We're gonna get into our predictions about what happens next, but like just off of what you just said, maybe they're setting up Grindelwald going to the light side and having uh, the Flash be the bad guy. The, the Flash. <laughs> <laughs> Credence. Credence is his name. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't think Ezra Miller's gonna be. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> going to be the main villain. Sorry, no, yeah. damn, disappointed. I, you might be right. I'm just, I'm, I'm thinking that like, it's just based off of you know what you were just saying. Yeah, like yeah. maybe he is actually trying to make good change, but maybe he realized what he did with Credence was going too far. He, you know, retcons some of the stuff, and like he Turn, turns out it's pretty easy to do in this universe. It, it, the movie becomes about unity rather than uh, the whole, you I, know, good versus bad. Go for it. I do want to point out though that Grindelwald's entire argument is kind of we're going to stop the Holocaust by committing our own genocide for our own purposes. Correct. And I feel like that is a very weird way of kind of phrasing that argument. Like it brings out once again like the us versus them that you well, see a it's, lot and like yeah. the alt right these days. But I feel like it was very heavy handed in like a what's the worst thing we can come up with? Well, in the magical world, the worst battle that they've ever had hasn't happened yet because it's the one against Voldemort. So she's picking up the kind of the Holocaust and World War Two and all the atrocities that everyone automatically associates with it that. Is, going, is, is, well, I can't, I can't talk about like, oh, this terrible wizarding battle because it hasn't happened yet. So here's the Holocaust. Look, I'm making a point. Here's my question: Is the battle at Hogwarts or the Voldemort thing really the biggest uh, wizarding world war? Because that's between a guy and a child at a school. No, 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 no. It is no. in Britain. So also the the one with Harry Potter at the castle is the second biggest like wizarding battle. Voldemort rises and then is defeated first. So the biggest like okay, so the set first... of atrocity first hasn't happened yet because Voldemort hasn't been born. Okay, yet. so 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 the first Voldemort thing was the big. Okay, that that's all the Harry Potter lore stuff that I never got from reading the books. Um, yeah, that, so okay, in a cool. way, like right. the worst things that J.K. Rowling has set up that it's least happened to the British wizarding world mm-hmm. is that Voldemort later, when Dumbledore is like late Middle Ages, rises to power, kills mm-hmm. tons and tons of people, amasses this huge following, is all about pure blood and killing off Muggleborn yeah. and kind of the same thing that Grindelwald is, except a step further, and then is defeated and then rises again with Harry Potter. So Harry Potter's battle would kind of be the equivalent of like. I don't want to say World War Two to World War One, but it's the following war to the original yeah. war to end all wars. Where they went, it's, oh, this couldn't possibly happen again, or be worse, and then it does. Would you? Um, you, you, you could I almost say you could almost story. say it's the the uh, Empire to the Rebels as the uh, droids are to the Republic. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I, I, yeah. actually, now that you mentioned that, the fact that the biggest 
battle and wizarding history that feels like that should be the the, the i mean not to make the make a prequels with like the rise of this bad guy you know not like not not make the you know the star wars prequels but for harry potter um which i feel like maybe if they went into the voldemort younger days story but does like, that I, does that make jacob jar jar binks <laughs> by the way jar jar is an incredible character and is under, uh, underappreciated by the masses let's are going to go to a rally <laughs> I, I do want to say uh talking about grindelwald and that that rally he had like mm-hmm. it was pretty clear you know, there was a scene much earlier in the film where mm-hmm. they're in Grindelwald's uh, like house that he stole or whatever, with him and his cohorts like planning things. Where like the the guy who doesn't know how to shut up, you mm-hmm. know, was uh, like saying, you know, talking about how they were going to, you know, Grindelwald was going to like rule the world or whatever. Mm-hmm. And Grindelwald made it very clear that like. Yes, but when you don't say these things, we're not going to get to rule the world if you talk about it out loud. You know, and the whole point I think for Grindelwald of the rally was to paint himself as the victim. That mm-hmm. you know, his whole argument is like wizards are oppressed and need to be free, mm-hmm. uh, and so having the aurors setting it up so that the aurors knew where to find him mm-hmm. and could come and botch this arrest. Uh, you know th- that was i think intentional and you know him showing the world war ii preview to the audience mm-hmm. was uh i mean spoilers am i right yeah geez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it is? yeah, yeah. but th- that was all you know him trying to paint himself as the victim and like mm-hmm. he knew this was his one one chance to do that or one of his main chances to yeah to get sympathy for his cause so yeah yeah and if you want to talk from a writing point of view and i don't know if you guys like want to go by all means go there please but i feel like part of the thing that's making these movies suffer and was probably always going to make these movies suffer is the same thing that makes a lot of media these days suffer is everything has to be the biggest thing and the problem with them Mm. being prequels is the biggest thing has already happened. Like we know, already seen the biggest we know thing. Yeah. that mm-hmm. Grindelwald has to fail because if he doesn't and Dumbledore dies, we have no seven movie series or eight movie mm-hmm. series or whatever. So I feel like the problem that they're coming out writing wise, I know you have a point, Alex. No, I was going to say plot coming. twist. Actually, Dumbledore yeah. is not Dumbledore. He is Aurelius the whole time. time. <laughs> yeah. But, Sorry. I feel like the problem Continue. they're coming into writing-wise is instead of trying to set forth this point of, like, how are our characters going to get from point A to point B, like, how does this, like, thing eventually develop, they're trying to make Grindelwald into the next Voldemort, the, the like, first thing. And I feel mm-hmm. like if they were going to do something like that, the best way to do it would be to play off the kind of way that you see people talk about World War One versus World War Two to do a throwback where you have all these innocent people going like, this is the worst war that could end all wars. Like, this is the thing that mm-hmm. we couldn't, like, recover from. Like, what will happen to the wizarding world after this? And be able to have the audience as a step go back, go, wait, no. But there is something worse that's coming. Wait, you don't know the worst thing that's going to come and have them buy in that way with, like, how far in are our characters going to, like, 
go in thinking that this is the way to solve all of the problems forever, not mm -hmm. knowing what terrible things are going to come next. And instead, they're trying to make Grindelwald the most terrible thing ever, you know, aside from Voldemort, but terrible than Voldemort, except, you know, Voldemort. Yeah, I, I mean, I'll also kind of, this this point kind of runs right next to your point, but uh, we also know what happens to Dumbledore, at least at at least we think we know what happens to Dumbledore. We know he <laughs> the whole point Grindel, for Grindelwald to get credence on his side is so that he can kill Dumbledore. But we know that Dumbledore lives in the Harry Potter movies. So yeah, it's well, like it it like I mean the Harry Potter movies point, do tell the story of Grindelwald versus Dumbledore. Like they go more in depth than these movies have gone so far. Really? Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, they do a once over all. about spoilers but not really the death of Dumbledore's sister and what his like side yep. horned yeah. regrets are that he keeps talking about so they've already told us everything that's going to happen in the later movies so trying to rely on the mystery of what happened and like how they got there makes no sense because we already yeah. know if you've like been into the Harry Potter world mm -hmm. this is sort of adjacent but I, I remarked to Errol coming out of the movie you know well, you know, it wasn't it wasn't like my favorite one, but you know, it's a trilogy, and the middle ones in trilogies are always kind of like exhibition and kind of rough and like not great. And then I was like, it's not it's not a trilogy; it's five movies. <laughs> it's just like oh, yep. oh, three more. Yeah. But yeah, no, I I just I also I feel like I don't know about I don't know how you guys feel about this, but I I'm sort of I'm getting very I'm getting very played out with the whole let's shove cultural hot topic button topics into our movies uh, lately mm -hmm. like i i know we've been doing it for a while but i i'm just i'm start it's starting to it's just it's starting to feel too heavy-handed and too consistent across too many movies that i, I mean, just I, I, it's starting to just i mean i'm getting I, tired of it I mean, going back to the point i was saying before i get where you're coming from i think now because it's done in you know, the way like it was done in this movie where they just kind of throw it in to make like a mini statement towards mm -hmm. the end. That's not good. If you take the yeah. time and actually do it as it should be done, handle these topics with the care that they deserve, then I think it's worthwhile. Yeah. Like if, if the movie is an allegory for, for gun control, make the movie an allegory for gun control, not like kind of spread off magic and world building and whatever that just makes the gun control theory... You know, for people like me who don't always pay the closest attention, just go over their heads. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. not not to like say that like I miss these things all the time, but like, I don't, I, I do miss these things a lot, and I usually don't pick up on them until the second point. I feel like this movie was like right there with with you know the those movies that like hey, hey we're gonna make a statement about this thing that you know you should pick up on but we're not going to have it be too heavy-handed but we're gonna also going to have it be heavy-handed if you do pick it up pick up on it it's like you know it's if you're gonna do it do it well i think avengers is not a bad point of comparison for that actually civil war i mean yeah yeah exactly exactly yeah, yeah. i think as a whole harry potter and still fantastic beasts has kind mm -hmm. of been uh an allegory for the rise of white supremacy you know yeah that was Birds, the, the pure blood thing. Yeah, it's birds and dark color schemes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, you know, if they definitely did that a lot, but I agree, Errol. If they had kind of focused in on that and tried to give it the the nuance that it deserves, mm -hmm. then it would have been a much better movie. 
I feel like it has a lot of moments where it also provides conflicting information, which makes it harder to decide what statement the movie's making. Like, mm-hmm. the whole reason why Queenie's joining this movement is because she wants to be able to love Jacob open publicly and everything like that. But when you see them, like, reunited, she doesn't seem to really care with about him. And even though she was, like, trying to pull him towards the flame a bit towards the end, like, she gives up fairly easily. Like, there's no moment where she stops and really goes, like, I'm doing this for you. Like, you have to join me. Like, you'll understand. There's a sense of, like, now that she's been around Grindelwald, like, he's her everything. And you kind of see Jacob get dropped a little bit, which is completely different from his focus on her the entire movie. Like, he's going to France for Mm -hmm. her. So having her, like, turn be because she loves him so much, this is the only way, doesn't seem to make sense especially because she also just ditched him in london like sure you know like newt was there but taking this guy who you brought to london he has no idea where he Mm -hmm. is he doesn't really have any of his stuff and just leaving him there and then going like i joined white supremacy for you honey doesn't really make sense and i feel like the entire movie is filled with like conflicts kind of like this Mm -hmm. where you see them say one thing and then do something else yeah like like just like writing conflicts i like the whole point is that everyone is supposed to be trying to do the utmost secrecy and you see that in the original series where secrecy is a big thing you see them mm-hmm. going around in disguises all the time or all these like cool things that they're doing to hide the fact that they're, they're using magic mm-hmm. and all their safe houses are like yeah. actually concealed and here we're seeing all of these characters do huge wide things of magic in the middle of a regular street there's no one obliviating there seems to be no rules and yet Every two seconds, the ministry from any country is going, we must avoid secrecy. This will be the end of everything. Let me throw up another flare in the middle of America. No one <laughs> will notice. I'm, I'm going to be honest. I kind of thought that these movies, like, I, I totally get what you're saying. And because they don't mention it, I just assume these movies happened in, like, the magic districts of these cities. Like, it's on the Diagon Alley of Paris, whatever that is. Like, that's just what I assume because, like, it wouldn't have made sense otherwise. But But you see a lot of times, like, the dragon or something else showing up where you have, like, people with guns and so on. And there is no sense of, like, oh, here's the ministry department who's, you know, coming in to clean up after. And that was the good thing. They don't attempt to shoot the beasts, which I'm wildly confused by because if I was... don't shoot. (laughs) Because if I was a giant beast-bearing town on me, we're going to ignore that. I would also try and to defend also myself. The, the amount of comfort that all of these magic people have with technology is something I don't understand because it's one of the biggest mm-hmm. running themes is that the magical world and the regular people muggle world has been so like divided for so long that mm-hmm. they have zero sense of what things like a rubber duck are. And while that is a point of like comedy of how out of touch they are, you don't see anything like that here. Mm-hmm. You see them so totally integrated into society yeah. that you know they're walking around on the regular street knowing. Where things are there isn't that divide well that being said like, paris society is a step ahead Accio, NATO, you, see that, you see that in america and you see that in britain as well like we've been to yeah. all three countries yeah. and You're she's right. just completely not following her own rules and writing wise i'll say again one of the reasons why harry potter succeeded and became kind of like the touchstone for everything is mm-hmm. when she created her own world she created very strict rules that went with it and she never broke those rules even when she had something deviate she had a whole mythology as to why and all this exposition mm-hmm. as to explaining it and the problem with the fantastic beasts for movies for me is not only is she going against the canon that she set up in mm-hmm. terms of like 
what happens in the Harry Potter time in terms of rules and which spells you have to say and who can use magic without speaking and things like that. You mm -hmm. also see her then disregarding what she said earlier in the movie or in a past movie. So you have zero sense of like what the world is. I couldn't tell you like who the important people in the government to pay attention to are. Like for the British minister, I think we saw him at the start of the movie and then suddenly he disappeared despite all of these huge political things that are happening. And also randomly go? spared by Grindelwald? For an unclear reason, yeah, yeah. Um, but also uh, to to get to that point, I think one of the one of the things I read online was somebody saying, "Well, maybe she's doing that though to set up why those rules exist in Harry Potter's time. Like the those things could come out. Like those are those are rules and laws that come, maybe come out of this time because of the stuff that happened here. Um, so I'd be interested to see if that is what she ends up doing. If it's not, I I totally agree. It just it feels yeah. Really, I mean, I it feels, feels really inconsistent. I, I feel general. like that's another uh, callback to the the Star Wars prequels. Um, in that the main trilogy is all about like the characters that live within the universe, and the prequels are all about like the rules that build the mm -hmm. universe for the main movies. And I feel like that's not great. I don't yeah. know what you're talking about. The prequels are the best Star Wars movies. I mean, like regardless of your opinions about, about the, the, the prequels, it's the, the point of the prequels yeah. were to establish how Darth Vader got to power and how the government became the government that it yep. was when the original trilogy started. And you know, while the prequels, you you may have different differing opinions on them, <laughs> uh, you know, and Jar Jar may or may not be the greatest character in movie history. That's besides the point. Um, well, if if all of this is to say that we're going to get some sequ some sequels to Harry Potter that are that are that are real good, I'm I'm on, I'm okay to 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 have these as the prequels to to have to go through. Like I'll I'll live with that. But so we'll we'll see. I don't I don't necessarily know if this movie is if, if this is like part of the prequel trilogy or because the prequel trilogy equivalent for Harry Potter or if it's you know something Pen else. Pentology yeah. pentology. What is the what is the what is it? Pentology. Pentology. I mean, no, it's not a pentet. It's a, uh, a what? square. <laughs> uh, it's not no, because like, that's four. Right. Quad. It's got to be penta. I think is it penta? Is it pentet? Um. Uh, all right. Septa. That's no, seven. That's seven. No, that's also a train and bus system in Pennsylvania. So <laughs> you know what? The more you know. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we've been uh, shitting on this movie for a while. Quintet. So okay, wait, know... can, can I do one, one more shit on this movie uh, before All we right. move on? Uh, yes. Please take a shit. So the, after I saw the last trailer for this movie, um, before I was kind of apathetic towards you know watching it. I didn't really care. And then I saw the last trailer. I was like, oh, they might actually be trying to do a lot of cool new magic stuff and try to incorporate like cool, interesting ways of using magic mm. like in the real world and all that stuff. And they didn't actually do any cool magic stuff, you know, outside of like the Big one CGI. Yeah, there's it just like how many how many spells did we see in the movie that were not Advada Kedavra in some form or another? Yeah, I think it was like maybe thirty percent of the spells. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel like for for movies like this, you know, and at least Mar Mar Marvel does a good job of it when you're making a, like a franchise movie. Um, from I feel like you should always develop the i guess medium that you're doing so like for the superhero movies like for every new iron man movie iron man has a new ability something new something cool that he can do that you know we you might have been able to do it in the previous movie but you see that cool new assets or you know cool new capabilities of these characters and these things and then in harry potter 
I feel like they should have added like more cool new magic stuff that they could do that would be cool to see, but we didn't really get to see any of that. Maybe except for that opening scene with like the the carriage and when when he made it that the carriage flood itself or whatever. Uh, I think the blue I, fire spell was probably a new thing. Blue fire, the yeah. The fire spell was new. But like, I, I would I, say that. I don't know. I, I kind of wanted just ahead. small little magic things just popping. Like I, I just like I don't know. I, I feel like there's cool magic stuff that is yet to be explored that, that would be interesting to see if they could incorporate that into a movie. Um, but I feel like they didn't do that in this one. Like I guess a big magical fire blast. Like yes, that is technically new for Harry Potter, but like we've seen magic blasts come from you know wands or other sources before. That's not a new thing. It's just or, new to Harry Potter. Or the nuke in the prophecy. You know, I think, you know, it would have been... I don't know, it's like... I, I like seeing cool stuff, and I feel like there wasn't enough new cool stuff in this movie. I think, like, where it suffers is one of the great things about the original Harry Potter series. And mm -hmm. I know it might sound to, like, listeners, like, we're comparing the two as in, like, this has to be Harry Potter. But yeah. I would say, like, the thing that was very successful about the original, like, Harry Potter, like, movie series is as Harry grows up and learns more about magic, you get to see them, him, like, use yeah. magic in a different, more advanced way. Exactly. Like, he goes from just learning, like, Expelliarmus to being able to somewhat do wantless magic and some difficult spells. And I feel like we backtracked magic-wise, like, even though mm -hmm. they're all doing wantless magic, which is supposed to be insanely difficult to do and you yeah. have to have absolute mastery to do... Which in some ways so kind of makes sense because we have a lot of ours doing things and ours technically are yeah. usually able to use wandless magic. I'm going to point out Credence should not have been able to do wand like wordless magic. And by yeah. wandless, I meant wordless. Like he didn't use any spells and somehow his wand was working for him. Like that didn't make sense to me. But I feel mm -hmm. like we went backwards on spells. Like we're not even doing like Alohomora to open the door. Like we're relying on our magical lock picking beast. Like they have wands in all of these movies. And I'm not seeing them like building on new spells or someone doing like a yeah. spell and having them say, when did you pick that up? Is that a Paris or, thing? Or, 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 or even not even new uh spells i like maybe more new character like more new like creatures there was like the one big dragon guy i was about to say i don't think yeah. we need more characters not more characters like i thought there was the big dragon dude but like i felt like we needed more like small things like nifflers like you know pick they relied on the niffler yeah I, okay yeah. i'm sorry the fact that the biggest plot point that moved this movie forward was done by a five second scene with a niffler I uh, actually I am not what? that upset about that. I think if it was oh, I'm made, I'm so upset about that. If it was if done, if we spent more time on it, yeah, I think it would have been wonderful. If it was, I would I mean, love yeah. to see like seconds. as all of these dramatic things are happening, like it's flashing to Mission Impossible Niffler just oh, like my. going around yeah. okay, stealing okay. everything, would, and then flashback to people going on fire, and then flash to the Niffler. You know what like, I really need now? We need a mission. We need a Mission Impossible and Niffler movie in the yeah. modern day setting. I would pay. Yes. I would pay. So much money to see that. Yeah. Well, no. So I mean, what, what I was trying to say that doesn't bother me if it was surrounded by a good movie. <laughs> like if, if that was like the, <laughs> like if, if the rest of the movie, if, if there was an actual ending and an actual story that populated it and like that one small thing with about the vial. That it was the biggest thing that moved this story forward because there was nothing else that moved the story forward. There was more actual story there. That would have been like a smaller thing that would have been, you know, kind of fun because who doesn't love Nifflers? Yeah, I, I would have loved an Mission Impossible Niffler for that. But that, since that, that would have been, that would have been awesome. I'm yeah. not disagreeing with you, but I think it would have been less apparent if there was more yeah. going on outside of it. 
All right, well, since we're getting into the final few minutes here, do we want to make our predictions for uh, what's coming next? Or should we say some nice things about the movie first? Yes. Since we're nice talking things? about the oh. floor, let's talk about things we enjoyed about the movie. All right, so yeah. 30 seconds each. Is that sufficient, or do we just need 10? <laughs> <laughs> Go for as much as you want. We've got, <laughs> you know, 45 minutes shitting on this movie. Uh, longer, I think. I think we're now like an hour and, hour and 10. <laughs> yeah, there's 15 minutes of, of pre-tape. It doesn't oh, matter. Okay. Well, anyways, Behind yeah. podcast. You get behind the scenes look. That's why you come to this uh-huh. podcast. So you hear about all of our processes and when we make it. All right, Alex, is there anything nice that you have to say about this movie? Um, I love the dragon. I really want a little a little chew toy. I want a mm-hmm. chew toy for a dog that is just that little face that was on the dragon, and so I can just like <laughs> yeah. ding 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 ding. Um, yeah, that that was fun. I, again, where there were beasts, I was like, I'm in. This mm-hmm. is great. I have like this is fun. This is what I came to this movie for. I was expecting this. Yeah. When there was not beasts, yeah. less so. Um, but yeah, all the beasts are fun. Honestly, I wish we had spent more time in the menagerie. Like the like uh, the the mm-hmm. that whole scene where he was like playing with the kelpie. Mm-hmm. Like that was fun. Also, kelpie's an adorable name. And if I ever have a fish that is kelp looking, I'm gonna name him kelpie. Um, <laughs> because that's totally a real thing you can get in life. Um, Seahorse. What you're looking for is a seahorse. Yeah, that's what I'm looking for. Um, or just kelp. Or just kelp. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna name a strand of kelp. Some, some kelp to your seahorse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that's about it for me. I, like I, you know, where there were beasts, mm-hmm. that was what I was in for. You were willing to find the beasts. You, you mean? Ah uh, ha ha. I I fully. Based on movie titles, I would have totally 100% expected this to be a poaching movie about Grindelwald poaching magical beasts and then Newt trying to stop him on the uh, Serengeti. Uh, you know and what? that would have been yeah. a, Dude, great, a great movie. That, would have, that actually would have been a really good... Why did they do that? That sounds great. <laughs> that should have been the franchise. All right, you know what? Yeah. All right. <laughs> Newt's commander meets Ace Ventura pet detective. <laughs> that would have been so good. Uh, Newt's or, commander, animal commander. Yes. For those listeners at home, for those listeners at home, Errol just looks like he's died inside. <laughs> yeah. uh, he's just sad he didn't come off. up with it. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, I'll so, I'll swap it back to uh, Errol for for his. What did he think? Uh, well, good things. I agree. I liked some of. Uh, I, I liked the, the creatures. There was not nearly enough. I I, I will add this. Um, that dragon uh, monster thing uh, re- looked a lot like uh, Sweetums from the Muppets, which, if you don't know, is like that That's big, hairy, yes. uh, like brown guy who, uh, yeah, he looks. It, it, he is basically the magical Sweetums. So, I like that. <laughs> I will also, I will also add. Uh, um, I thought it was funnier than I thought it would be. I think Ryan mentioned that in the beginning. Um, yeah. It was funnier than I thought. I thought Jacob had a couple funny lines. Like he, like even though he might have not been like the best character in the world, like he was the only f- funny. Like he added fun- a little bit of funniness, and you know, made me enjoy parts. So I, I, I thought he did the best he could. Um, <laughs> so, so Jar Jar in the second prequel. Honestly, well, I mean, I don't know. Maybe. I love Jar Jar, so I guess fine. Yeah, that's fair. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I, I thought that, and I appreciate the world building. I I like the concept of world building. I love when, I guess, universes are expanded and, you know, 
you get to see you get to see more of everything that's going around. And I like that concept. I just don't necessarily think it was handled super well in this movie. So Yeah. No, I, I agree. I think that the any time there were animals on screen, mm-hmm. totally on board with They were fantastic. Jacob, they were in fact fantastic. And some were even beastly. <laughs> Actually, that's not true. There weren't really very many beastly monsters. Well, the dragon was kind of like there was the uh, beastly, the though. I would say the, like lizard animal from yeah. the very beginning that uh, mm-hmm. yeah, that was a little uh, more Grindelwald used to escape. Yeah, and, a little bit, and then threw out the window. Yeah, the chupacabra. Not that I'm bitter. <laughs> <laughs> I would have loved him to have a weird reptile like familiar kind of thing that just yes. ripped people's throats out. Like I'd be down. Yeah, actually, that. you know, what? I was kind of expecting the chupacabra to do that. <laughs> It, it, for the record, it is a chupacabra. Yeah. That is a real thing. Yeah. I know because they uh, yeah. ha- they have toys uh, of, of that of that creature uh, that uh, have it have the name chupacabra on it. So Errol already has three. I don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't have that many Harry Potter Funkos. Doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. She only have but one. the Doesn't the matter. other thing that I liked mm-hmm. uh, plot wise about this movie uh, was I was glad to see that they were willing to. Uh, make a hard move vis-a-vis Queenie mm-hmm. joining Grindelwald. Uh, I, I agree there's like very out of character, but if you're going to pull this thing for five movies, you, you have need to have, to have that kind of turn and like I, I, arc. I, I, I agree that that was a thing that, or something like that needed to happen. Yeah. Hopefully yeah. her character becomes developed in the future <laughs> movies and ex- yes. explains yeah. why and like adds meaning to what she did. Uh, yeah. So hopefully this that happens. Chance for a female yeah. character to have agency in this movie. Who would have thunk it? it? Yeah. Yeah. It, it's I, just I it just feels so ironic. The best were mm-hmm. the Beastie and just Eddie Redmayne as an actor. I think is doing an incredible. And also the one scene where he went job. underwater like, with his shirt got all sticky to his to his chest. I enjoyed that. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, and, and his I, friend asking her, asking him to take his shirt off. Yeah. I have felt like she was unnecessary to the movie. Like once oh, again, wi- women are props in this movie, and that's part of the reason why probably I enjoyed it less than I might have otherwise. Is like you can see them trying to do tons of repetition that I disagree mm-hmm. with. Like the whole older brother, younger brother thing has been brought up in three different occasions now. Where it's first with the politician guy and his newspaper younger brother, then with um, Newt mm-hmm. and his older brother. Then again, we're looking at Dumbledore, the older brother with the younger guy, and it's just so heavy-handed mm-hmm. in a way I don't like. And we have, Did- you know, Grindelwald with his Russian, or not Russian, sorry, French-like lady accomplished that's totally becoming the new, like, Bellatrix. It mm-hmm. does, does, there's a lot of things that I had like trouble with, but I Rowling did really like the beast. Does J.K. Rowling have a sibling? Yeah, is she is she an only child or does she have a sibling? I don't know. No idea. Actually, I, I'm I'm gonna just throw this out there, kind of going off of what you were just saying yesterday about how women only being objects. Uh, was it kind of felt a little bit like Newt was only like he was sent there by someone else. By Dumbledore uh, to, to, to go do Dumbledore's bidding and then he only went to Paris uh, so he could be with his you know I guess not girlfriend anymore uh, so he only did it for a love interest um, and yeah and he really didn't add anything else to the movie I mean he saved the day a couple times yeah like, from, he like, had from the dragon. that's true I but I don't like... remember those if you look at like Newt versus like Tina, where Newt has to go in and rescue, I'm not saying Tina's somehow, any better. Like, yeah, no, you're, you're right. You are right. It's, I just 
I, I'm just also throwing out the, the similarity that Newt is also not a not well-developed character in this movie. No, what I, I feel like what happened is they put him in for movie one and they're like, oh, he's sweet and lovable and does great things with beasts. He but can be the we want to do this to... really hardcore, like, And he'll be the viewer's, I guess, entrance into this movie, even though it wasn't yeah. the right choice to be. Yeah, yeah, it would. If this is a movie about Grindelwald and his fight with Dumbledore, there is absolutely no reason that Newt should be our ingoing person because he plays like very little role in this movie. It would make be, more be sense Tina. for it to be. Yeah. 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 I would totally have Tina as the main character. They yeah. chose the wrong person, and now they're trying to backpedal, but they don't mm-hmm. have anyone else that they're able to give the role of main character over to because their women are props. I would not be surprised if we see Newt's older brother suddenly kind of take the helm and become more of the main I, character because they're looking for that kind of like hardcore aura personality and they aren't utilizing I, I, the ones I, that I, they have. I, I think they're probably going to amp it up on Tina a little bit in future movies. I That's what I, I would... So. That's. I mean, I think they're kind of setting it up by not having her do her development now so that later they can do her development, which is not how you should do things. The character should always be growing and changing, but... I do I mean, love that Letta, this started I as I wish a... that they hadn't killed her, not because I cared about her that much, but because she, I think, was the most developed character out of the entire goddamned movie. I agree. Like, I, she's I, the I only Zoe one that I could job. see her yeah. being a protagonist. That's something else and I liked it would about be... the movie. Yeah, Zoe Kravitz was good. Yeah. It would be also great just to have, you know, our Slytherins have been our evil people all this time. Mm-hmm. And I'm... it would be great to see her be the hero. And yet, somehow, women are objects. I love that we started this with the intention of doing 30 seconds of what we each liked about the movie, and we totally and then, didn't the, do that. This was good, because we, we, we actually said more things transitioned like, into what we, were, you know, what we think the rest of the franchise is going to be, okay, yeah, fair enough, the fair intention. Enough. Why I wasn't cutting you guys off, but now that we've called attention to it, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's too late. I mean, it, it shows us that we don't think the other three movies are going to be much better, is what this sounds like. I... Yeah. I, I don't see know. Them? I'm clear. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm going to see them. I actually think the other movies might actually get better. If they choose a direction, I feel I, like they will get better. If they I, continue I, I, trying I, I to think, put three yeah. different movies in one. Well, I, I think once they actually get down to it, when all the stuff has to start happening, when it's not just setting things up and things start to happen, uh, it will probably maybe return to you know return to the mean and become somewhat good and tina starts having a better role and i i have hope that it's going to actually get better uh you know i don't know if jk rowling is the best writer in the world but i know that she's good but she's she's good enough at writing books and she's writing this movie franchise like one giant book and this is just the exposition chapters early in the story that normally don't necessarily get cut away from uh, cut out of movies but like aren't you know, usually the the whole point of a movie so i feel going forward hopefully when the shit hits the fan it will splatter nicely all over the room um yeah that's how that works um <laughs> to sort of to build on that and also to to to, to sort of tbd back tbt mm-hmm. back to what semester was saying the death of Lila Lestrange felt really weird to me in this movie because they spent a long time um, explaining that character and developing the backstory of that character mm-hmm. to an ex- like to a, to a reasonable degree that like it, it it took up a good chunk of the movie and then they just killed her off so that so that 
uh, there could be like, stakes. Yeah. Essentially, so that there could be stakes, and also so that Newt would be forced to align with against Grindelwald in some form mm-hmm. or another, right? Yeah. That felt really frustrating to me because, like, that was totally a character that they could have run with and made interesting, and like, mm-hmm. I ah, uh, that felt like such a wasted opportunity to me. The hardest part for me also is that she did it technically to save her fiance who's newt's brother and we have no idea why she and newt's brother are engaged and that's not to say that they might not have this wonderful because they love each other (laughs) but we see very little between the two of them during the movie like they barely have any scenes together and yet she's making this terrible life sacrifice for this guy and even if she directs it towards newt Mm -hmm. we still don't know why they stopped being friends what happened and the whole love triangle thing was weird. Why can't men and women just be friends? <laughs> mm-hmm. Because that that's hard. Preach. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it, felt, it all felt weird. Yeah. I yeah. Oh well. Anywho, um, so okay. So any any. All right. Here here. Let me let me ask you guys this. What is your one M Night Shyamalan style plot twist that you are expecting to happen in the next movie? In the next movie or somewhere in in the you know what we'll see in the next like in the in the arc in the massive five movie yes. arc we'll do that. I oh I mean hands down it's going to be that credence isn't actually a Dumbledore because it makes no sense and it's obvious that Grindelwald is lying to him and it's going to be that maybe he was the brother after all that have been saved in this some way thus absolving um, Lita of her guilt yeah, and making her now. pure after all at the end. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah, I don't know if this is an M. Night Shyamalan twist, but I'm going to bet that Credence is Dumbledore's cousin, not his little brother. Yeah. Because I feel like that fits much easier into the canon. I mean, somebody did, like, a, a turn of, like, years, and I don't know if I can just pull it up out of anywhere, but Dumbledore had to have been 23 when Credence was born. His mm. parents died. So Credence was born, I believe, in 1905, and Dumbledore's parents died like 1889 or something like that. Um, my years might be slightly off, mm-hmm. and I believe that there was no way that Alberforth or Dumbledore could be his dad because mm-hmm. they're supposed to be brothers. But the parents died a while ago, so there's just absolutely no way that they can actually be related unless she is going back and retconning what she did earlier. And I really hope it's not that because mm-hmm. that would just be terrible writing. And I want to have some hope in her ability to plot things. Yeah, Errol, what's your twist? Well, I, I kind of, I, I'm swinging for the fences on this one. Uh, and I kind of alluded to it earlier. Uh, and I don't know if it's going to be a, work out well, but uh, having Credence become the big bad and Grindelwald team up with Dumbledore uh, and go to the good side, having that be the final movie i think that that could be the big m night Shyamalan twist i it, it's very unlikely to happen but if, if if i get that prediction correctly i'm giving myself all the brownie points <laughs> i feel like the only reason that's difficult is because we know for a fact that grindelwald and dumbledore duel and dumbledore kills grindelwald like that's hands down like how this story is going to end yeah yeah well as someone who hasn't read the books or watched enough of that grindelwald stuff and didn't know that fact um my guess is that maybe and also there's a lot there's also a lot of this in harry potter where it seemed like two people fighting against each other when it, when one of them was actually uh, when the person that killed the other or when one of the two people fighting was or they were both good people 
on the same side <laughs> they were doing it for a thing like Snape and Dumbledore. That's what I'm trying to say. The Snape Dumbledore uh, killing, uh-huh. even though they were both on the same ti- same side uh, the whole time. This might be kind of like that, where at the end they're on the same t- side and Dumbledore has to kill Grindelwald to prove a point or whatever. And hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah. What I really want to know, and I'm sure we're not going to get an answer until the very end of the fifth movie, uh, is that you know uh, Dumbledore doesn't kill Grindelwald; he captures him. Right, because he he shows up in the, the Harry Potter books. He's still alive, and then Voldemort kills him. What uh, really? Yeah. What? Wait, 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 just, uh, t- time out. Where in the Harry what? Potter books does he show up? Uh, in the seventh book, because Grindelwald. Uh, I'm sure this will also come up in this fr- in the Fantastic Beasts yeah. franchise. Grindelwald has uh, one of the Deathly Hallows, mm-hmm. the Elder Wand, which is supposedly the most powerful wand ever. Mm. Uh, and so in the Harry Potter books slash movies, uh, Voldemort goes to Grindelwald to, see, to try and figure out where the wand is so that he, he can have it. Uh, That's but what I want to know. Yeah. That, that was the Johnny Depp. Prison. Yeah, that was in fact Johnny Depp. Yeah. yeah. But Did what he sexually assault his wife too? <laughs> oh, God. Funny of you to assume he's straight. Yeah. Fair. Fair. <laughs> Fair. My bad. My bad. I'm sorry. Yeah. But what I his want to know is that uh, because we know that Grindelwald is very good at breaking himself out of jails and such things. Mm-hmm. Uh, how after being defeated by Dumbledore, he gets actually put in a cell for like 50 years and never leaves. So, so, so my M night. That's more of a technicality thing, <laughs> but I want to know anyway. It so. might be like that he makes an arrangement with Dumbledore because they end up on the same side. <laughs> He's like, uh-huh. like fine, We're, you're not going to be able to escape this. And if you don't escape, like, make your living conditions not the worst it could be. We're not going to kill you. We're going to make it like so it's lovable and you'll be fine. But you got you to stay here. That's I think much maybe. more likely that Dumbledore and Credence team up on the same yeah. side. You're to probably right. You are probably right. However, I think my prediction is fun. I mean, I agree. Yeah. If that happens, I'll give you so many high fives. I, I think someone's going to swap bodies. That's my prediction. You think someone's going to swap bodies? Yeah. I mean, they've already polyjuiced yep. a couple times. We're getting there. Yep. I think uh, my, my, secret, my mm-hmm. secret M. Night Shyamalan prediction is that we're going to see someone take the place of someone else. Well, who? who? Who's taking the place of who? I think either Credence is going to swap with Albus. Or Albus is going to swap with Grindelwald. I could see the Albus and Grindelwald switch. Yeah. So, get maybe, ready. Maybe. I don't, maybe. <laughs> I don't see how that storyline fits in at all. I mean, okay. it won't, but how many storylines in this movie has fit? How about this? What if uh, Grindelwald switches into Dumbledore? Because they're teaming up together and tricks great. <laughs> <laughs> or we just get a Mexican standoff, which I'm also okay with. What if they all switch bodies in and around and they're still pointing their wands at each other but no one knows who to support? <laughs> Damn. That sounds awful. <laughs> that sounds about what I would expect at this point. Yeah. Um, well, I think I think at this point we have probably covered all of our all of our various criticisms. 
It actually went longer than I, I thought we would go about this movie. And, and we have I nicely have created an echo chamber. one more pro and one more con. Oh, okay. oh good. My con, because we have to start with the worst first, is where are the Dementors? I spent a lot of the movie thinking about, have Dementors just not been invented yet? Where did the Dementors come from? Why aren't they getting well, involved? Well, Why were they a, not... When a mommy Dementor and a daddy Dementor <laughs> love each other very much... <laughs> They breed, and there's a lot of fog. And yeah. That's all we really know about Dementors. But I, I really didn't understand why they weren't also escorting Grindelwald back to European prison. Mm-hmm. But my pro is that I was very worried that they would 100% paper over the Grindelwald and Dumbledore relationship. And I feel like the hand-holding and the we were they, much they did, more they did brothers definitely and stuff like it. that. I thought that was... Like, I appreciated that I think there, too. I appreciated them adding that in because I was very worried that that would be kind of retconned back out. And I'm glad they didn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. All right. Any other parting thoughts for this movie? Hmm... Read the Wikipedia summary instead. <laughs> is that is that how we should rate movies from now on? Watch it, rent it at home, or read the Wikipedia. I mean, if you, yeah. actually, you know what? I'm never against you know watching it if it's out on like Netflix. If, if that happens, you want to watch it, go ahead. I don't know if I'd, I'd spend money on it. If you have like an AMC A list, go do that. I don't know if it's. Yeah, I don't know if I'd go see the third one in theaters. I'd probably illegally stream it if that weren't illegal. But yeah, I think my my closing thought is that uh, I'm gonna totally steal this again from Esther. Is that this feels like a much later movie in a series than it had than it should. Like we don't have the the um, the relationship with the characters to care when things happen to them, mm-hmm. and like tonally, this is supposed to be the like the Order of the Phoenix. And we totally skipped the first four movies. Yeah, it's like we jumped from the Sorcerer's Stone with like the cute animals and the things like that all of a sudden to Sirius Black is now dead and we should mourn about it. Except we haven't gotten to know any of these characters. And when they died, I just kind of cackled to myself a little bit. <clears throat> so, mm-hmm. I think I think my, my parting thoughts are these, these two movies, uh, their color schemes very much represent how I felt about the movies. The first movie was bright and colorful and fun and and lots of cool things to look at. And the second one was dark and kind of drab and very very grayed out. The first one was, it was, but there were splashes of color and or other things in there. The second one, there wasn't. There's just just always raining in the second one, just constantly raining. Everybody has an umbrella. I'm sorry, that moment with Jacob. That moment with Jacob where he like walks out yeah. and I was like, oh, it's about to start raining, isn't it? And it started raining. I was like, and seriously, how could you be like one with so Queenie. on the nose? Like, the second one with Queenie where she was standing there and it was sunny and then all of a sudden it's pouring and it's been pouring. I'm like, has she been standing on that street corner for an hour? Like, where is her mental state? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's all. That's all. That's my parting thoughts. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Errol, anything? No. Do you want to close this out? I, I, I think... My opinions are what I said they were. I mean, I, I like I said, violent apathy towards everything that happened in this movie. So I don't. There's not nothing else I really have to add to it. Like it's yeah. Yep. So well, I will add that uh, you, dear listeners, should go follow us. Oh yeah, do on that. iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play, well, and Facebook you, if, and Twitter. Yes, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, subscribe. 
download. Listen, give us a rating, five stars or better, maybe even seven. Do seven because there's seven Harry Potter books. So give us a seven star <laughs> rating. Um, granted, there are only five stars that you can do. So maybe give us a five and then just tell us in the comments of your review that Plus you would have given us seven. So do that, please. Um, yeah, iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, uh, Facebook, Twitter. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, yeah. A reminder, we will read any review that you leave us on the podcast. Yes, there has been so. no review since we have started that promise. So come on, guys, please. <laughs> yeah. I'll read anything. Like, doesn't matter what it says. Just Hopefully it's it's nice. But I will read anything that is left in the review, and I will leave it in this podcast. So if I review the entire B movie script, oh please do! Just like I would hate copy and paste. No. <laughs> do it. I will. As, no, 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 no. Like, I'm, episodes. I'm gonna, itself, I'm gonna but... submit the first chapter of My Immortal. <laughs> well, then make Errol read that on the air. As long as it doesn't conflict with any copyright laws, I am down. It's fan fiction, so I think we're good. All right. Okay. In that case, I think it's time we say goodbye, everybody. Salut. Thank you for talking with us. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.